Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I am super excited because today we have another really awesome entrepreneur on, and his name is Nicholas Picard. And Nicholas, so excited to have you on the show. The business is called Top Shop Inn, and you are helping college students find work. First of all, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, excellent. Awesome. And now you said you are in Canada. Tell us a little bit about your business right now and how you got started and what exactly it is that you do. So I'm basically based out of Canada, specifically the province of Quebec and in the city of Montreal, the city of startups, as I would say, a lot of startups here and technology going on and we're all bilingual English and French. So that's a nice addition to it as well. Top job in just to give you a little breakdown. We're helping college students find work. We're helping them find work in between their breaks or on their weekends, whatever that might look like for them. So a lot of college students do have that really irregular, irregular schedule where they have one hour here of classes, then they have a two hour break. And what you'll notice is that most of them don't do anything during those break those breaks, except talk around with their friends, maybe go grab a drink here or there. But we want them to use those breaks to make money, something that college students don't really have. <laughs> so it's a very interesting concept that we're bringing about here. And, you know, it's evolved around tech. So the technology aspect is really what we're focusing on and allowing an application basically to be at the touch of those college finger students since they're on their phones all day, basically just flipping around on TikTok, on Instagram. So we're hoping that our application could help them find those jobs. That's all in all. Very cool. That sounds like an excellent service. I know I wish something like that had been around when I was in college because I definitely could have used the extra cash during those breaks. So how did you come up with the idea or what caused you to think, hey, like there's something here, there's an issue that I can address? So I myself, when I was back in college, I was actually, I wanted to become a pharmacist and I was doing these classes in physics, chemistry, biology. And even though it was jam-packed, what I noticed is I had those three-hour breaks. I had those four-hour breaks and I felt useless. Some of them I used to study, maybe talk with friends, but most of the time I literally just felt useless. And I told myself, hey, I can be making some bank right now. So why not, why not, why not do that? And another thing is, well, I just had a very irregular schedule, just like my colleagues did. We weren't in a situation where we knew that, hey, Monday we have off, then we have five to nine off. Like it's those, it's small hours that we'd be able to do at a part-time job, anywho. And not a lot of people want to hire you for a two-hour shift. That's just not possible. Or a three-hour shift. McDonald's won't do that. Tim Hortons won't do that. But just those franchises don't want that. They want a minimum of 20 hours, a five-hour shift. So what I told myself along with a colleague is, hey, what if we have this application where people can post their jobs? It can be as small as helping a grandma with their groceries during your break. Make a little 50 bucks 
and then you're back at class. And that's pretty much how the idea came to Rose is now let's use that time and bring value to it. Let's create some cash. And as a college student, we're all poor. I was poor, at least I didn't have the money that it took to do that. So that's pretty much how the idea originated. And moving forward now, obviously I'm not in college anymore and a few years has passed. And now I really have that opportunity, that time, the knowledge to create this idea. I like it. You mentioned that you've scaled a number of businesses already. What has been your biggest financial challenge going from a college student to growing and scaling a business? So I, to bring this idea to life, obviously me not having any money back in the day, I had to find a way to do that. And working for minimum wage at that time for $11.25 was not going to cut it. I wasn't going to be able to create an application with that type of money. So what I actually did is I partnered up with a software engineer. I pitched my ideas to tens and hundreds of people before I was actually able to find someone who said, yeah, you know what, let me partner up with you. And luckily he was a software engineer. So he had that experience in coding and in actually developing applications. But it was going to take a lot more than just one guy to do it because then there's the designs, there's the social awareness. So with my minimum, minimal knowledge marketing, I actually started a marketing agency. That's the crazy thing. I started a marketing agency and I pitched my ideal, my marketing skills to local businesses until some of the, some of them said yes, some of them said no. And I think I, I was scaling that up for at least a year before I told myself, hey, now I have some cash to start my idea. So that marketing agency was my leverage. I had to innovate. I'm not a, I'm not a marketing guru. So how did I do that? I found my key partners in that business as well. And they're the ones who honestly, God bless them, they were able to create that marketing agency to what it was. And they basically went on with it. And now I'm hopping on my idea here. And I had that cash to put in to the development. Very nice. That's a great story. Now, I want to ask you, we talk a lot on the show about financial freedom. So as you continue to grow and build your businesses and work towards financial freedom yourself, do you have an idea already of what financial freedom looks like to you and what sort of lifestyle you're aiming for and what you want to be doing when you no longer have to show up and punch in every day? Honestly, I always told myself by 30 years old, hopefully I'm retired, but I like defining what it means to be retired, right? Retiring is basically having that financial freedom. It's being able to wake up and doing what you love most, being able to wake up and not feel like you're actually working. So I think that's, for me, that's a definition of retirement. That's a definition of financial freedom to also get to a point where you're able to help other people, help more either being for humanitarian causes nonprofit organization basically have a social impact on other people. And I think that's for me, it's going to be at the point where I'm able to do that's financial freedom, where I don't have to start worrying about myself anymore, where I could start worrying about other people, because we are in a day and age where let's say a lot of people, they're struggling financially, they're struggling financially, either because they're not getting paid enough, rent's too high. That's a big one. Yep. And the wages aren't high enough. So how can you get to the point where you're financially free? That's a question I think everyone should ask themselves. And for me, it's basically doing this. I love it. A lot of people 
people would get the idea that so many entrepreneurs go into business just for themselves and because they just want to make a ton of money. But a lot of times when you actually talk to entrepreneurs, they really have the feeling that because they know how to do this thing and because they feel challenged to do it, that it's their duty and responsibility to the community because you don't just do it for yourself, but you provide jobs for other people. In your instance, you're helping all kinds of college students find work and get extra money. Kudos to you, first of all, but it really speaks to why people go into entrepreneurialism in the first place. For sure. And more than that, going back to the college students, I think they need the money the most. And it might sound crazy, but a lot of college students are paying a crazy rent. Then their tuition fees are even crazier, depending on which part of the the world you're from. Let's say you're from the US, that's very expensive. In Canada, a bit less, but it's still very expensive. And they don't have experience to go get a high paying job. So they're constantly working minimum wage. And now we're giving them opportunity to increase that through their gaps in their weekly schedules. So more than that, I think that's what's important. And the fact that we are aiming to college students, well, there's no other company that does that. And that's something that I really like to bring into light is that a lot of companies, we're a community, we're a world based on capitalism, at least. (laughs) That's what I see, where a lot of companies want to profit. But as much as you want to profit, I think that social impact is worth more than any money that you'll make. Yeah, absolutely agreed with that. And as far as what you mentioned about being the only one in your market, I don't know if you're familiar with the book and the term having a blue ocean strategy, but that's something that comes up a lot on this podcast. And it's basically what you said, going into an untapped part of the market where you don't have a ton of competition and you can define the space. Yeah. And defining that space is that's a liberty that I think a lot of businesses don't have because they go into those competitive markets And one thing I like saying to a lot of entrepreneurs is don't be afraid to go into the unknown. You can't be afraid of rejection. I myself, even to raise capital, that's something I wanted to mention is I went into a lot of incubators, a lot of contests that are actually hosted by universities themselves, such as McGill, Concordia. One thing I faced a lot is rejection. Rejections from the university itself. And what's crazy about that is hey, shouldn't you have best interest into your students? Isn't that what you're here to do? And that's something that I found odd is that the universities didn't necessarily support the idea that I brought upon them. And to prove them wrong, what I actually did is I interviewed, I met over 250 students from different degrees, different backgrounds, and I asked them, if I gave you the opportunity to work whenever and wherever, would you do it? And most of them said yes. And then I specified the question even more. I said, would you want to work during your three-hour break, let's say from 12 to 3? So the fact is I actually went to my target market and I asked them the questions. And I think that's something a lot of entrepreneurs have to do to validate their idea. Yeah, 100% agree. People, a lot of entrepreneurs anyway, I think have the idea that they either know the right solution for everybody or because they've been in the space for such a long time, they have an idea of what the market already provides and they just follow that. But the only way that you're ever going to know what people think of your product, what people actually need and what they're actually saying is if you go and talk to them. And so that kind of research is so important. Yeah, very much. And as much as we are targeting students, well, there's the other aspect, where are the jobs being posted from? So you have businesses, let's say SMBs, small to medium businesses who would post a job, either it be, we need a, to fill in a gap here for a waiter, three hours, but you also have the everyday individual 
the grandma or small tasks such as hey, every Wednesday, I need someone to take out my trash because I can't go down 10 flight of stairs since I'm old. And I think students are more than able to do that. So you don't need any type of qualification to do these types of job ins. You just need to be willing to do them. <laughs> and a lot of students are willing to do that if there's that monetary benefit along to it. So more than that, another topic I wanted to bring up is that struggle for cash. And we did talk about it before a bit, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs really need to understand that finding cash, finding the money to start your idea should not be a problem if you believe in it. I myself, I was a college student, not a lot of money. And I told myself, hey, why not become a realtor? I knew a lot of realtors making five to six figures. And I knew that if I was just able to do a bit of sales, I'd be able to make some cash. So I basically, to give you an idea, I actually dropped out of my degree. I completely stopped school, pursued real estate, went into that. And now basically I, I have this application that's being developed and we're happily in a beta phase that's going super, super well. Excellent. Well, that's really inspirational to a lot of people. And there's a lot of debate about whether or not it's important to go to college. And of course, it all depends on what you're looking to do. But for people who don't want to go to college or know that's not their path, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And like you said, you just have to have the confidence in yourself, your product and what you're doing to enlist other people to help because nobody does it alone. That's exactly it. I think the most important thing is that belief, right? When you meet someone and they're talking about their project, and they're excited, they're outgoing. Well, you know that idea is going to work one way or another. That person's going to make it work. They're right. going to go through all the struggles needed. They're going to work nights if they have to support it. And they're going to go through with it no matter what. So on my end, I feel like I'm at that point where I'm almost there. Like I'm crossing that mountain where we have the application. We're creating that community. We're in the beta phase with a bunch of individuals and they're giving us that feedback. And what's nice is we're getting feedback straight from the students, from the people that are going to be using our application. And once we cross that mountain, I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing necessarily, but hopefully not too far from it because... At the end of the day, not only that I want it to work, but I need it to work. And I believe that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs need to put into their head is I need it to work. Not I want it. I need it to work because there's a social impact. There's also the huge risks you took on, on your shoulders, right? I'm betting on myself every single day to make sure it works. Yeah, absolutely. And not a lot of people are willing to take that risk. And that's why when you do get the rewards, they're definitely outsized. So when is your app going to go live? And is that the biggest initiative you have for this year? Or is there something else you're working on as well? So right now, we're looking to launch our application right before the summer hits. Reason being, while students are probably going to be off, they're going to be looking to make more money. So I think it's a very good opportunity to go into the market. And another thing that we're doing, let's say a very big initiative is we're actually in the works with municipalities to create social impact. And I'll explain it more in detail here. So what we're trying to do is our application, yes, it offers jobs, but there's also the social impact that we want to bring into it. So working with municipalities, we're trying to create this little event where all of our users are going to have a contest. Basically, it's going to be from the municipality saying, let's say, pick as much trash as possible 
and post a picture of it. So our users are going to go out and they're going to pick up the trash on the ground. Like there's a bunch of trash here in Montreal. I don't know uh-huh. if you've ever been here, but you have Tim Hortons cups, you have one-time plastics. So our users are going to go out and basically do like a huge cleanup and they're going to post it on social media. And through the application, they're actually going to get awards. So either it be, let's say, some money for, for Tim Hortons, gift cards, or it's going to be a certificate from the municipality that they're going to be awarded. So that's what we're doing to try and really drive a nice social impact. Also, more than that, it's an environmental impact, something I think we really need in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. I really love what you've been up to. And this has been an amazing interview. You've had a lot of valuable tips for my listeners, especially I think people who are younger entrepreneurs or looking to get started in business, which I always really appreciate. The reason I got into helping entrepreneurs was because I was a young entrepreneur myself and just didn't really necessarily find the support that I wish I'd had at the time. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come talk to us all and just contribute the value that you have and let people know what you've been up to. It was my pleasure. And thank Thank you for having me here. And one last thing I want to say to everyone is don't be afraid. It's three words. And I always say it every day. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of going that extra mile. And it really applies. Those three words apply to everything in your day. So that's my my marking words, let's say. <laughs> All right. Awesome, Nicholas. Thanks so much. It's really been a pleasure chatting to you. Now, if anybody is looking to connect with you or they want to find out more about the business, where can they do that? You can basically go on my LinkedIn, which is Nicholas Mark Picard. More than that, you can go on our website, which is www.top job in in with two n's at the end.com and we have contact forms there we have our phone numbers as well and actually it's my personal phone number on the website so you guys can give me a call anytime all right sounds good very cool now if you're listening out there and you've enjoyed today's episode please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave us one of those five-star reviews and if you are also a six-figure online entrepreneur and you'd like to come on and share your story just like our amazing guest did today we'd love to have you on to talk to myself and my listeners and tell us about your journey you can go to tyfpodcast.com. That's the letters tyfpodcast.com. And we'd love to have you as well. Nicholas, thanks again for coming on today. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yep. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, 
You're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.